So how, how does system of systems apply to a person's life? Okay, so let's go let's go back to and the human. A, I think that's a huge question. Let's let's go back to our conversation about Dr. Frankenstein and building a human being, right? We talked about goals and requirements. We want to build a human being, so to speak. We need the human being to be able to do these certain things, right? So we we build this list of goals and requirements. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I want to build a life. Mm-hmm. You want to build your life. I want to build my life, right? We already know we have this system called a human being. Mm-hmm. You're a human being. I'm a human being. But we want to create a, a life for ourselves. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sandy McDowell. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy. And thank you so much for spending your time with us today and joining us on this journey that we are on ourselves. We hope to link arms and go further along this journey with you. Yes, we know your your time is valuable and we appreciate the fact that you've taken a half hour, hour of your of your day to sit and listen to what we want to pontificate about on any particular day week or episode. And this week, we're going to get a little nerdy with you. We're going to deal with something that a lot of people don't know about. If you live in the technology world, you might know about this concept, but we're going to talk about something called system of systems, not something that we generally in life pay a lot of attention to, but it's it surrounds us every day. And so what do we mean by system of systems? So a system in general is, well, you can think of a car engine as a system, right? Yeah, you've got well, you got entire. the block, you've got the pistons, you got the spark plugs, an oil chamber. You know, you have various parts. Right. That when all working together, you get a rotation on an object to provide some torque that can then power a set of wheels or whatever to move. Right. So right. the system of an engine is various parts that work together hand in hand to achieve a single result, right? Mm-hmm. Is what we're what we're meaning by a system. A system of systems is a collection of systems that interact with each other in some way to achieve a higher result. And we call that higher result of that arena that those systems work in is an ecosystem. So let's let's talk about let's go through a number of Examples so 
people can visualize what we're talking about when we're saying a system of systems. Let's talk about the earth first, right? It's probably yeah. where we hear the term ecosystem the most. Right. What kinds of systems are on the earth? I mean, number one, our ocean or water system, which mm -hmm. is the most widespread, I'd say. Well, on our on our particular planet, it right. makes up exactly. over fifty percent of the of the Earth. So you have the water system, you have the land system, right? Which we which we live on, our vehicles run on, plants and trees, right? Vegetables, whatnot, which is their own system, right. but they utilize things that the land system provides. You air have the system. atmosphere, the air system. You have the weather system. You know, the weather gets generated because of things that are happening between the water, the land, and the sky. So, so those are all various systems that um, produce a result, but also enable other systems to do what they do. Well, and with that, I mean, with we can see this in day-to-day life on the planet we live on. The, the systems have their own internal functions to make that system thrive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, within the water system, there's smaller systems, but not getting down that small, but then there's also inter-system functions. Like you said, uh, if you will, the planet, the operation of the planet, growing trees, providing hydration for plants, vegetables, animals, which... Supplying water to human beings, right. which we need. And all that all function together to achieve one common goal. So, and Andy, I know another example of systems of systems would definitely be the world you come from, your background, which would be aviation. Yeah, let's put that on the shelf for a minute. Let's talk about human being. Yeah. One of my favorite topics, you know, I get a, I can go down a really, really long rant on the human body. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Even though it's not, it was a career at one point, but now it's still a passion, mm -hmm. right? And still, the human body is absolutely fascinating in itself because of all the intricate systems that are within a single human being. Now, all those systems function, if they're functioning properly, to a common goal of health, well-being, performance, housing a spiritual being mm -hmm. right and overall accomplishing the why we're here but within a human body right that's one major system but within you've got you know what's holding everything upright the skeletal system right, right? you've got the muscular system attached to that which causes the skeletal system to move and hinge and function but then you've got the nervous system connected to the muscles that send messages from the central point of the nervous system, which is the brain, mm -hmm. which is a whole system in itself that we're still trying to figure out as human beings. It's the most complex supercomputer ever, but fires neurons and messages to the muscles to fire, cause them to contract or relax or anything like that. But then there's the you know, endocrine system that creates hormones to help the body recover, to grow, to 
go to sleep, to wake up. Have enough energy through the day. Right. Which most of us in the United States, at least, maybe around the world, supplement that with caffeine. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but then, you know, the endocrine system also affects, you know, the skeletal, the muscular, everything like that. But then you get to the digestive system, the digestive tract, which really most people forget too that that actually affects every other system if it's not functioning properly. Yeah, so let's let's take the human body as an ecosystem, right? Right. Which it most Before, definitely if you were, is. You know, let's take the universe out of it for just a second. Let's talk about the physical human body. If you wanted to, <laughs> pardon, pardon my analogy here, but if if you if you were Doctor Frankenstein, <laughs> right, and you were and you you were going to create a, a human being from scratch, right? You first have to set sit down with a piece of paper and say, okay, what 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 do I want this object, this human being? What what kinds of characteristics or what things do I want? Or activities do I want this human being to be able to do, right? Right. Right. So a human being needs to be mobile, has to be able to run, has to be able to speak and communicate, has to have intelligence, can be able to learn, can maneuver around the earth, et cetera, et cetera, right? You can imagine this list of 20 or 30 or whatever number it is of right. activities and things the human being can do, right? So you sort of set off of that list of requirements, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you start building. Okay, so one of those requirements is the this being has to live or exist for a certain amount of years. Oh, okay. Right. So we, we now need a system that it can take in energy, mm-hmm. aka food, right? that sustains it for a period of time, uses what energy comes out of those objects, pulls that into itself, and then gets rid of the rest, aka you have your digestive system. Right. Right. So now, now I have one system I know that I need. Now I need a visual system so the being can look around and understand its environment and be able to maneuver in it. Now I need a structural system allows it to stand upright and be able to move around, right? Right. Well, in order to do that, I also have to have a muscle system that allows flexibility in that structure. You can see where this is going, you know, that right. you start thinking about the various systems that you need that need to come together and interact with each other to achieve this level of needs or requirements for the entire ecosystem. It's really, I mean, the entire ecosystem can't function one without the other. Right. Or it it could, but but you may not achieve all the things you want the ecosystem to be able to do, right? you, You think of a human body, for example, without a digestive system, it's just a lifeless that's no way to take in energy it would just or without a muscle system you could put it on the couch and it can think and have some intelligence it can eat food and so forth but there's a certain number of those list of requirements that it can't do because that system doesn't exist and doesn't interact with everything else and that's the point that we're trying to make here is that the, the ecosystem itself has a certain level of 
requirements or needs mm-hmm. that it's in the world that it's trying to achieve. And some things are complex enough in life that you just can't do it with two simple things. Right. You know, you can you can hang a picture. All it takes is a wall, a nail, and a hammer. Right? Three three simple things and you've got it achieved. But when you're talking about much more complex needs and requirements, then you're starting to look at, well, now I need various systems to do part pieces of the puzzle, and then I need those pu- those puzzle pieces to work or interlock right. with each other in order to make these goals or requirements reality. And that's what the various systems within the body does. Right. So let's go, well, let's take the, the aviation system yeah. now off off the shelf, right? Let's get into the more of so, the business world, right? And, of course, I never got into it, but I know I've shared with you that that whole world's always fascinated me. What's that? Just aviation in general. Just the whole concept of we think about this, and you can detail this for sure, but if we have thousands of planes flying across the globe every single day. Mm-hmm. How, you know, especially when they're flying, you know, IFR only, Mm -hmm. right? How they're not catastrophic accidents every single day. Just mid-air collisions and massive loss, right? Mm -hmm. That itself is fascinating. The fact that we can pinpoint exactly where we're going from, where we're going to is fascinating. So, I mean... I know you can talk much more about how that happens with the systems. The overall overall system being making sure that 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 each aircraft gets to and from the destination safely without catastrophe. Right. So it takes it takes a little bit of dreaming, right? But that dream couldn't exist until two gentlemen took an object. And I got to see this firsthand this summer, so I took a trip to the Outer Banks. I have the two Wright brothers take work that had started by one or two other gentlemen and build upon it to the point where we discovered physics principles that right. enabled an aircraft to stay up in the air. Richie, when you said you saw it firsthand, I was like, you time traveled this summer? You didn't tell me no, about no, that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, that's... I had a chance to go to Kitty Hawk and yeah, and Devil Hills area and see see where it all happened. So you have a you have an object that's an airplane that's been developed, and now you start dreaming and say, "Well, we as humans would love to have a system that enables to take people and cargo, mm-hmm. physical objects. We as human beings are a physical object from one one place on the earth to another." In a relatively short time. I mean, that's been happening for years, but people were sort of limited in the amount of miles or kilometers they could go because they were relegated to donkeys and horses right. and eventually trains, trains and stuff and that were all land-based, right? And until the plane was developed and now all of a sudden the earth got bigger, so to speak, in, in its ability. right. So now you had the ability to take an initial object and fly anywhere that you want because there were so few of them. 
he had no worries or concerns about one plane running into another because it just wasn't enough airplanes in the world for the amount of air that we have above the earth. Right. But as business has, you know, it's able to start mass producing them and doing it at a scale where there's some affordability in the world. And now all of a sudden you've got a problem, which is the one you were talking about. Right. Thousands and thousands of planes in air in the same close proximity, relatively speaking, airspace every single day. Right. So we have a system, the airplane, right? Mm-hmm. Airplane has many systems moving itself. moving parts, right? So you know, the fuselage, the the wings, the horizontal vertical stabilizers in the back. You've got the engines, whether they be propeller or jet propelled. You've got an ability to control the surfaces on the wings to do mm-hmm. different things with. And, and that's the major thing that I, I came to learn from my visit to Kitty Hawk that the Wright brothers worked on and came to understand was the shape of the wing and the, the movement of it allowed the airplane to do certain things, climb, hmm. descend. They hadn't really created portions of the wing, the main wing going up and down to turn it and so forth. They hadn't discovered that yet, but they, they knew that the shape of the wing and it's you know, from the study of birds and everything, you're going to have to manipulate that to get the aircraft to do whatever up in the middle of the air. Right. But they, they first needed to prove that you could keep it up in the air, which is what they were really working on. But later, flaps and those type things came to bear. But the point here is that you've got an aircraft that's made up of different systems itself, you know, the fuel system to be able to... F- Fuel, provide fuel to the propeller gen engine for the thrust. And you got to have a mechanism to control the rudders and the flaps and the wings and all those type things. So point made, the airplane is a system unto itself. It's got many moving parts. Right. But for the sake of uh, keeping our discussion short, <laughs> let's just stick to aviation from a commercial jet airliner moving people and the bigger picture. Kind of the bigger picture. Yeah. And we'll keep general aviation and business aviation out of it. But they all they all share one one area, right? They, they share all the air from the ground on up to 40,000 feet, roughly, right. that they're all trying to use. You know, so we try to provide an environment where everybody has the right, you know, once you've proven that you've meeting certain requirements in your aircraft and your training and so forth, you have an ability to use the airspace to get from point A to point B. But in order to do it safely, you have to now bring in other systems. Right. For the commercial airline perspective, you now have a flight operations dispatch system that has to come into play. And what, what do they do? You know, they're, they're building the route that the airplane is going to fly or is intending to fly. They're going to then communicate that with the sheriff of the airspace. They're going to determine how much fuel needs to be on the airplane in order to reach its destination. They're looking at weight and balance. They're looking at, is there the proper equipment on the airplane to do the type flight that's desired? You know, there's different requirements for an airplane if you're flying long hours over oceans as opposed to one flying an hour. Yeah. There's different regulations, whether you're a 
charter airline or scheduled airline. You know, so there's a lot of different regulations that you have to be aware of, but that's another system, right? You have to know where are all my flight attendants, where are all my pilots, which ones am I signing to what flights? I got a flight going from Boston to Dallas. What, what's the route? Where's the weather today? What's the route I'm going to fly? And I have to be able to generate a route, make sure there's enough fuel on board and all that is the role that the dispatcher is playing, and that has to be handed over to the flight crew then to then go execute, mm-hmm. which is in the plane system. You know, the pilots and flight attendants are on the plane as part of the plane system. And then you have the sheriff who's <laughs> responsible that everybody's playing fair, playing by regulation, and you're making sure that nobody's going to fly into each other. So you have to know where where all the what's the intention of every flight where are they flying to what what altitude are they asking to fly at and you're going to approve or disapprove that and say no you can't do that but you could fly at this altitude and as the flight goes on you're monitoring it and if you've got traffic in the area where there's a conflict you've got to get one airplane to f- climb or descend so as to they don't hit each other and you, you got to prescribe maneuvering as they get near their destination airports. So they're not flying flying into other airplanes and trying to get to the same airport, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have the system of regulations and so forth that needs to be in place to ensure a safe sandbox that everybody can play in. So you've got these multiple systems, but they all have to work with each other, right? Right. The airplane flight crew has to communicate with the FAA and back and forth. The dispatchers have to communicate with the flight crew. If you got bad weather and they're circling and they're running out of fuel, they got to not only talk to the FAA, they got to talk to dispatch. You know, where 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 do you want me to go when I deviate? Right. And what's the rescue plan to get these passengers that paid for a ticket to get to Dallas and we're having to land in Tulsa because there's weather in Dallas and we're running out of fuel. Well, I got to get more fuel to the airplane and I got to sit there and wait for weather to clear. And then I have to wait for the FAA to clear me to get back up in the air and fly to Dallas, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a long winded way of saying it's a very complex thing. You're working with complex objects that are an airplane. There's a lot of rules and regulations and so forth that have to be followed in order to make this system ecosystem work. Right. To answer your question, <laughs> it's complex enough. I couldn't give you a short answer, right? I don't think there is a short answer to that. So, and the biggest you know, question is, well, we, we said we're talking about systems within systems, but why are we talking about all these examples that require complex, long-winded so, you know, answers, right? Right. And it's really multifaceted right today's episode is is multifaceted the why of this episode is number one the even though it is complex the less complex would be a a business right a business itself is an ecosystem it's most certainly a system unto itself right right but it's working within an industry right which is the larger ecosystem well, the largest ecosystem is just the business world. And the next yep. one is a particular industry that's trying to solve certain problems in the world. Mm-hmm. That they're competing against each other, if you will, to solve that problem right. as an industry. It's another ecosystem. 
And then you have the business itself, which is competing within that ecosystem to provide value. Right. There's a certain set of requirements that if we're going to be in this industry and deliver value to it, then we have to have these set of requirements to be able to do that effectively. Right. It's going back to our R&D and our marketing strategy and our business strategy, right? Developing that before. Well, you have a strategy system, you have an operational right. system, you have a human resources system, you have a training you system. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Quality system. There's right. very uh, systems within the business uh, that put if together. It's, if it's product, it's production system. Mm-hmm. There's a distribution system. Mm-hmm. There's a marketing system, right? Right. So there's all these systems, again, working together for a common goal within another system, which is the industry, the business world, the industry. Well, within, another, within an ecosystem, right? So right. you'll have suppliers, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're a system unto themselves to be able to create this commodity or, or a product that is then used by your business to develop your product or service within that industry. So you have a, a regulatory system, you have a supplier system, you have a manufacturer or a service system within the industry. And when you're when you're trying to look for for value and how you're going to contribute to that industry, you then have to say, okay, I'm going to start a business. What systems do I need to crank up within my own ecosystem of a business that's going to contribute to this industry? Right. And how do I interact with it in order to do that? So these are all fairly common things in the world that we don't sometimes take a sit back with a cup of coffee and get a little nerdy, so to speak, (laughs) and think about these system of systems that we live in that we see every day and just don't realize or don't think about. I mean, kind of, it's, I think a lot of times it's just taken for granted because we don't. Yeah, because it functions. It's out there. We know it's functions. Right. Why do I want to? Which, where I really learned about this isn't actually from running our own business. It is. It was actually when it really dawned on me was when I was in restaurant management, especially once I got into multi-unit management, where I was running multiple stores, overseeing managers, things like that. And the company I worked for, I mean, it was a very, it was, again, one big system. I realized that because the system was in a book, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, to a T. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see a lot of businesses, they have systems and y'all can't see my hand. So quote unquote systems, mm-hmm. but do they, right? It's. Well, they're there because you were, you're trying to create a, a quality, consistent product, right? Right. And the larger that system gets the more defined roles have to be the more mm-hmm. decisive the the steps have to be if you will of that system yeah so i saw that and then you look at the larger company and there's each store is a system within itself mm-hmm. and you know et cetera, et cetera, right and being able to take those principles from a family who successfully created one of the most successful restaurant chains in at least the Southeast. Right. I mean, they don't even have to market because they're a staple. Right. Well, and the reason they're a staple is anybody can travel down the interstate and get off on an exit, find one of them. 
and right. know when they walk into it, they're going to get a consistent product, right? Most and, of the and time, the system, yes. oh, Most of the time. I mean, enough, right. enough that if if they enjoy that product, right. it's like, oh, okay, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah, there's one of those. Let's stop there because right. I know I really enjoy their food and, and I right. stand a 80, 90% chance that I'm going to get the same thing right. when I walk into it. And so being able to take that into the business world – um, stepping out on my own was, is, is huge. Cause you realize, okay, here, here's this larger ecosystem I've got to play in. Here's a sandbox I've got to play in, mm-hmm. but I don't have somebody else telling me what my systems are and having to delineate those and figure out, okay, well, what, what roles need to be fulfilled? Like we talked about is, all right, what's this arm doing? What systems do we need to have going to make this arm function correctly? this foot, this hand, this, you know, et cetera. It's a, it's a huge component within the game of strategy. Mm-hmm. You have to understand these concepts to do well within strategy. You know, Peter Drucker, who is a huge um, influencer in the game of strategy, you know, Harvard, Harvard professor that brought about the, the power and influences, right? Mm-hmm. The power that suppliers have. And their influence on you as a business, the power and influence that sellers do, power and influencers, you know, that technology or infrastructure that is required to be able to do your business. What kind of power and influence do those that make those pieces have on your business? So Mm -hmm. you've got all these, not only internal things, but those things within your ecosystem that either influence you directly or indirectly you've got to pay attention to in the game of strategy, particularly if you're looking many years down the road. Right. You know, what disruptors could come in that you're not even aware of today? You don't even know that certain industries are working on certain products that could come in and be a disruptor in your industry. So system of systems is a huge piece in the development of strategy that I don't know a lot of people take into consideration. It's hard enough to get them to focus and concentrate on strategy, let alone once they're in the middle of it to think about these things. Right. Well, and I think it's natural just because we want to, we have a goal in mind. I mean, we're, I think we're naturally goal oriented creatures, mm-hmm. right? I mean, from the beginning of time, we were either hunters, gatherers, we something, we had a job, we had to go get it done, we had to provide. I mean, Naturally, we had systems to help our community or our tribe, if you will, survive, right? So even that has come up through, you know, evolving as the as the human race has, right? Growing, accessing more technology, becoming more intelligent, things like that, that we still have to realize, hey, we're goal-oriented, but there's so much more complexity to what we have to accomplish now that we've got to take a step back and really figure out what those needs are and what the systems have to be. I think that's a very key asterisk, if you will, in today's conversation. Yeah, well, let's build upon that to get to our next and final point, right? right? One of the things I'm big on and what I'm building uh, my business and messaging on is where where are concepts and ideas and business that we can apply to our life 
and what are things that within our life as human beings that can then be applied in business because mm-hmm. business is full of human beings, right? So get away from pigeonholing these things in life and understand that they're, they are a major player, if you will, right? in other items. So how, how does system of systems apply to a person's life? Okay, so let's go. Let's go back to and the human. A, I think that's a huge question. Let's let's go back to our conversation about Doctor Frankenstein and building a human being. Right? We talked about goals and requirements. We want to build a human being, so to speak. We need the human being to be able to do these certain things. Right? So we we build this list of goals and requirements. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I want to build a life. Mm-hmm. You want to build your life. I want to build my life, right? We already know we have this system called a human being. Mm-hmm. You're a human being. I'm a human being. But we want to create a, a life for ourselves, right? So that's that's why we got into the whole discussion of the why, how, what, right? self-leadership, all those type things. Our episodes are full of them. That's going to create this life for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Best way to predict the future is to create it. So what kind of Amen. life do you want to create for yourself, right? So we're going to build these goals and requirements, build it into our why, how, what. But it's complex. Life is complex. It's not. Right. Well, there's no concept. I get up in the morning, I sit in the table, I put food on the table, I eat my food, and when I'm finished, I go back to bed. That's not life. <laughs> Well, right. and, well, the thing is, there's with those systems, with having goals and visions and requirements, we've got to understand nothing's constant in life. No. Day to day, everything changes. Well, time goes on and on. We age. Right. Yeah, you know, we have seasons of life. The body doesn't last forever. But I, I think if you can. Take the 100,000-foot level view of your life, and you sit down and do the why, how, what. Then it becomes a system of systems problem for you to go, okay, I have my human body system. I have my spiritual system. I have my intelligence intellect Mm -hmm. system. I have my relationship system. I have my career system. You know, I have to put food on the table and a roof over my head. I have to go make money in some way to be able to do that to survive right. through life. So I have my, my, my career system, possibly, or somebody in the household needs to have it, right? So you can begin to pull, pull up a cup of coffee and sit in the quarter for an hour. You could probably come up with 10, 15, 20 different systems that you have in your life. And guess what? They all have to interact with each other. Right. Household system, spouse system, you know, it all falls within the relationship system and so forth. And then you can begin to say, okay, if I, if I want this ecosystem, my why, how, what, my life to look like this, whatever this is, and everybody's unique and it'll look different for everybody, hopefully, you can then start Riding across 
It's, it's a different way of program management, which is another episode you can go listen to. But system and systems and program management sort of go hand in hand with each other, that you can start looking how those various systems interact. They communicate with each other in your life. And are you paying attention to that? Are you paying attention to it in your business as a leader? It's the exact same concept. It's, you know, the players, the players and the systems are a little bit differently. But if you can understand you have a bigger, a big ecosystem that has multiple systems in it, and they're all communicating and interacting with each other to make that ecosystem work. Right. To the goals and requirements of that ecosystem. The world's your oyster. Right. And understanding that, like you said, the systems have to function with each other, but they also have to be healthy and functioning within themselves at the same time. Yes. Because I think for... for You don't want a weak link. Especially, I think, as, as males, we want to com- compartmentalize. I think that's... Well, we're good at it. Yeah. I think women want to compartmentalize too, but, the, but it, it becomes, it's more difficult for them. Right. So let's say they can't do it, well, but it's more difficult. Naturally, women are more empathetic and emotional, so mm-hmm. naturally they have that thread that ties through all of them. Right. We are typically more of a logical being that can compartmentalize better, and so I think naturally we do sometimes as potentially a, if you will, a defense mechanism. If you will. Well, when, whenever we want to get defensive, we go to our strengths, right? Right. Because it comes easy for us. Right. And so if there's a weak link in there, oftentimes it gets neglected. Right? Instead yes. of, you know, you've used the phraseology before, working on that muscle. On that muscle, right? right? It's the same as going back to the human body, mm-hmm. right? I know I've mentioned this a couple of times. Our listeners know I'm big into health and fitness, bodybuilding, things like that. If if you have a weak area that's lagging behind in growth development than other areas, mm-hmm. that's that's if you will points off the total score, right? Yes. So well, it's what limits what you can do. If you're a bodybuilder and you're only concentrating on things from the waist up, you're going to look great there, but you're right. not going to be the best runner. You're you're not going to right. Would that be able to lift the highest weights off the ground, right? Because you got to use your legs and you didn't develop those. Don't skip like that. But (laughs) pet peeve. But, you know, it's the same thing. If we have an area in our our life, right? So I think if we're talking about systems in an individual's life, Mm -hmm. you've got, of course, the the income system, if you will, the business Mm -hmm. side, the work side. Mm -hmm. You've got the familiar system. So family relationships, which can also tie into spiritual itself, right? Right. Because when we have a relationship with somebody, it's not just a physical shell, you know, shell relationship. It's an energetic system. Right. It's it's a spiritual connection Mm -hmm. that we, we tie a cord there. And then there's, you know, the social system. There's the you know, health system, if you will, right? And if all of those aren't functioning together, the others actually do suffer themselves. Yes. Right? A lot of times with a with a particular system, you have inputs into the system and you have outputs. Right. And you depend on those inputs to be able to generate your outputs. Right. So if you got a particular system in your life that needs this input, 
and it's not getting those inputs because the system that generates it is broken or not functioning Mm -hmm. or whatever, then you have a cascading effect. Right. Right. I can see those gears turning. Oh, they're turning. I mean, this is so delving into this it's it's really really deep and really really impactful if we can uh-huh. understand this as human beings yes to truly be able to not just live life but live the life we want to live generate the value we want to generate and make the impact we want to make mm-hmm. we've we've got to be introspective we've got to be able to look at taking a step back, taking a seat for a second, having a cup of coffee or if you're not a coffee drinker, tea, I don't know. <laughs> but taking a second to just stop. Just the go, go, go that we're all living in. Live in the moment. Right. And and evaluate and see, all right, what are, what are my strength areas? Because continue to have those as strengths, right? Don't mm-hmm. neglect your strengths for sure, no. right? Because then that muscle gets weak. Right. But what are really, you know, do a SWOT analysis of our life, of our bit, of our system, mm-hmm. right? Of our system within a system. So what are the complete weaknesses? What are our opportunities to work on to help our strengths function even better? And if we work on our weaknesses, the entire ecosystem of the life we want to live, the requirements, the goals we want to achieve. Mm-hmm become more reachable we function on a higher level and you know it's it's the entire body if you will becomes high performing yeah well you you have to have a certain output if you will at a certain level out of every system right in order to achieve the results you're looking for out of the ecosystem right that is of enough uh, high enough quality for you mm mm-hmm. And so you've got to strengthen or maintain each of those systems to a certain level to so they can provide their contribution to the ecosystem achieving the results you're looking for. So if you're not paying attention at all to to your relationships relationship system in your life, guess what? You're you're not you're probably not going to have the life that you're wanting. Right. I mean, I know right? plenty If you don't maintain your health, you're not going to have the life that you want seen plenty of people that they are absolutely 100% married to their work, right? Mm-hmm. It is work first, everything else, if there's time comes second, then their you know relationship system falls apart. And then you delve into loneliness, which leads to depression, which then starts to affect the health system and the, the body itself. And it's just, like you said, it's a cascading effect. If we don't have balance of those systems and they're all connected and feeding each other properly, it might not happen immediately, but it will happen to where something gives, if you will. Yeah. In the the business world, look what the pandemic has done to the supply chain. Right. If you don't have a healthy supply chain, guess what? You can't deliver on what you're trying to deliver to your ecosystem, your industry, you know, and that's where the, the power of the supply chain and the influence can come in your strategy. If it's not there for whatever reason and, and why you should be paying attention in a business to say, 
okay, it's not only about my business, but I need a strong supply chain to supply me. Maybe there's some things that aren't directly pertinent to my business that I need to do to make sure there's a healthy supply chain. Right. You know, look at Delta Airlines going out and buying their own oil refinery. Right. Going out into the supply chain and making an investment to ensure that they always have fuel. It's a, it's a strategic move. I think that's a great example, right? It's a strategic is, move, you know, to ensure that. I think uh, there's a great example of evaluating systems and weaknesses. And we as individuals are the life we, to achieve the life we want to live, just taking control of it ourselves. Again, the victor versus the victim, right? The Delta Airlines took a stance of we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take control of what keeps our business running? Oh, we don't want a disruption. Right. We want a strong, healthy supply chain and fuels our number one expense. So we're going to invest and buy in it to ensure that that's within our control. Right. Because if we don't do that, then we're a little bit at the mercy of whatever suppliers in that supply chain are doing. Right. And the effects they have on their business. Mm-hmm. That might affect us. And then that's where the power of system of systems kind of thinking and looking at can do for, for your business and your life. That's the, right. in a nutshell, that Which, one sentence is what we're trying to say here in this, in this episode. Right. And so I actually, you know, we, I don't think we usually do this part, but you know, for our listeners, you tune into this podcast and you're, if, if you've, I mean, again, this is a journey. So you heard Andy say, you know, I can see the wheels turning. Guys, we're we're discovering this ourselves, going through it and talking about it. You say you, you've heard the saying, teaching is the best way to learn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a call to action for our listeners. If this is if you're if this has got your wheels turning, right? Our goal through this podcast again is to better not only businesses, but also help better the life you want to live. Yeah, because right. there's a lot of parallels to each right. other. That's the, We've that's, discussed a lot of things are interchangeable. That's right. the uniqueness I'm trying to bring in my Generate Your Value movement is that thought process right. of saying, we as humans have a tendency to compartmentalize it, but the reality is you can't because right. there's too much linkage between the two, too much similarity. Right. And... Again, one would say systems and systems, but my call to action, our call to action is take a second, take more than a second and sit down and really identify, if you haven't already, identify a decisive, specific life that you want, business goals that you want. If you haven't done it in a while, reevaluate. I find that to be very enlightening and motivating and rejuvenating when you sit down and redefine your goals, right? Because something in life may have changed to where you want something different. Mm-hmm. And un- and then evaluate what exactly needs to happen so you know, you know, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and what you can work on, and then apply it. And, you know, we we we've listed where you can contact us for further knowledge further discussion, further help, mm-hmm. right? And we'd love for y'all to reach out. We are here for, for y'all to take y'all on the journey with us as we teach and learn at the same time. Yeah, that's the point. 
you know, to have a community, to have support from one another, encouragement, uplifting. That's why we're that's what's gonna get get us through difficult spots in life and in businesses that we right. work and support and uplift each other. And that's the kind of environment we want here at Generate Your Value and the community. But we've got to have that interaction with one another and know know how it is that we can support each other. Right. So we encourage you to reach out to our social social media channels. It's in our outro where you can reach us and ask us questions, talk about concerns in the world or whatever. Give us topics you'd like for us to discuss on this podcast so that we can deliver content that is meaningful and delivers value in your life. So with that, again, y'all, we appreciate the the time you've spent with us today. We pray always it was impactful. Mm-hmm. As we always ask, click that little uh, follow button that's spelled incorrectly. It starts with an S, ends with upscribe. But click that for us. Just help us get the word out. Help us create that uplifting, positive community. As they say, it mm-hmm. takes a village. And the larger yep. our village, the more impact we make. Yep. So, Mandy, anything else? No, I think that about does it for this week. We, we release our episodes every Tuesday afternoon. We hope you'll continue to join us, like Zach said, join us on the journey. And we hope you have a terrific week, um, a terrific day. And we'll see you next Tuesday with another episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world. Mm -hmm.